Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Andy Last, and you are listening to Beyond Synth. This is episode 65. Hey, look at that. I've made 65 episodes of Beyond Synth. That's exciting. Uh, 65 is not a milestone of any kind, so I'm going to stop talking about it. Uh, okay, today on the show is Let em Riot, and he's coming up a bit later on in the program. We have a fun little chat and listen to some music. As always, Beyond Synth is brought to you by DownToJam.com, a free website that helps musicians around the world connect based on musical compatibility, all right? So if you're a musician and you're looking for a partner to jam with or to fill out a spot in your band, you are going to want to check out this site and sign up. Down to jam.com. That's D-O-W-N-T-O-J-A-M.com. Like, you know, jamming. You know, when people are like jamming. Anyway, check it out. All right, it's a good site, and it's a cool way to hook up with uh, people in your area, man. If you want to jam, this is what... (laughs) This is what happens when I try and ad-lib through some ad copy, as I'm really bad at it. Of course, Beyond Synth is on every week at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Power85. That's power85.com, and you can uh, listen to the show there. And my Patreon subscribers, my uh, $5 subscribers uh, and over, they get early access to the episodes because, as you know, they go on SoundCloud at on Mondays but my Patreon subscribers they get to hear the episodes right after they air and you can stream and download that way which is cool I guess if you like the show or if you don't like the show then that would be a really (laughs) shitty prize wouldn't it (laughs) alright let's listen to a song and then we'll get to some more Beyond Synth business alright so what are we going to listen to this is a track by Confrontational And this is a track called Like a Curse, featuring Monty Pittman.
And that was Like a Curse, featuring Monty Pittman by Confrontational. Confrontational is the band name off the album A Dance of Shadows. And you are listening to Beyond Synth. So how is everybody doing today? I'm just flipping through my papers here to see what business we gotta we gotta talk about. You know the important Beyond Synth business. Uh, yeah, that's right. So, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when you can listen to Beyond Synth and follow. If you want to follow stuff, if that's like something you think is fun to do, follow me on Twitter. I am at Andy Last. That's the official Beyond Synth Twitter account where I post links to new shows and uh, not much else interesting. Which could be a good thing if you're one of those people who follows lots of people and uh, get overwhelmed by the timeline, you'll see that I post sparingly. Except on Thursdays, when the show is airing, I'll do a whole bunch of posts and shout out to the artists that are featured on the show, because people might want to tune in at that time, and I want to get your attention. And speaking of shows on Power 85, I know we kind of were, because this is one of them, uh, you should also check out Project Friday, okay? And that's uh, at Project Friday FM on Twitter, and that is a show that is on Power 85 Friday nights, hosted by Steve, and he plays lots of cool music, and uh, if you dig Synthwave, you'll like that show. And it's a very music-heavy, which is good for you, because as you know, Beyond Synth is sort of an interview program, so we do listen to a lot of music, but there is a lot of talking. And I know some people are always like, how come there's all this talking? And I'm like, because it's a fucking talk show. But, uh, you know, some people just want to listen to music and their fingers are too fat to, like, uh, use the keyboard and mouse to create their own playlists and they just want somebody else to do it for them. I think that um, you have the power. All right, power to the people. You have the power to create your own playlist, but you might not have the desire to set up and edit interviews with people all over the world who make cool music, and that's the point of this show, to uh, hear the voices of the people who make awesome music, and music that I really dig. That is the byline of Beyond Synth. I don't know why I've waited until <laughs> episode 65 to justify my program, but... You know, whatever. You can follow uh, Beyond Synth on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast. I think we actually just got over 2,000 Facebook likes or whatever. Usually I like to post a little stupid picture that says congratulations, but I didn't even notice it happened, and I just checked the other day. And so that's cool, and I think even the SoundCloud as well. And speaking of the SoundCloud, that's where all the uh, new episodes of Beyond Synth get posted soundcloud.com slash beyond synth so check that out and follow it and like it and if you uh, dig the episodes leave comments and stuff because that's fun too man and uh, you know what else is fun listening to fucking music so let's listen to some more this is a track by echo soft and this is a track called setting sun
And that was Setting Sun by Echosoft off the Echosoft EP. That's a cool track. If you dig Echoes and Soft, you... Fuck me, I'm not even going down that stupid... Okay, that was dumb. All right, I have a uh, correction to make from last week's episodes. You know, I had Nina on the show, and I was talking about her music video. And uh, I said, hey, it's cool that the filmmakers did some color correction to make your eyes really pop. And they're like, I don't think they did. And then I took some photos with Nina because we posted them on the site when I made the the video teasing that she was going to be on the show. Her eyes actually do that. Once there was, like, lights on, all of a sudden her eyes started, like, changing colors and they looked like they were photoshopped and they weren't. So the point is, Nina's just got cool eyes naturally. And it was not trick photography, so I possibly offended her (laughs) by suggesting that it was... Oh, and I got something to say, all right? Because I know people listen to the show and they'll send me links sometimes or I'll uh, see them on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I follow people who have an interest in Synthwave or, you know, talk about Synthwave and stuff. And if you don't have, you know, a Bandcamp or a SoundCloud yet, don't put the link in your bio. Because I've seen so many, like, sort of new artists who they'll have, like, an account or a Facebook, and then there'll be a link that says, like, hey, you can go to SoundCloud to see fucking, you know, Laser Titty Magoo 2000 or whatever. And then you click on the SoundCloud link, and it's like, this site does not exist. And it's like, well, then don't put the link in your... In your fucking bio, because that's a broken link, and that's stupid, and I've seen more than a few people do that, and sometimes I'll follow somebody, and I'll say, oh, you know, this person says they've got Synthwave in their bio, I'll check out their tunes, maybe they got some cool stuff, and then literally, like, every link leads to nothing, and it's just like, okay, well, then what, you know? So, that's that, man. (laughs) That's my important service announcement today. And as you know, now we're several weeks in, we started a Patreon on Beyond Synth, so that's a way you can support the show. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's a way to give monthly donations to things you dig. It's kind of like a Kickstarter, except it's sort of like a monthly donation thing. That's the way we have ours set up anyways, so you can give, you know, as little as a dollar, and, uh, you know, it all adds up, and it's cool, and it's greatly appreciated, and I think we hear some music in the background now because this is Hoo-Ha's new theme that he's written for Beyond Synth. This is the Patreon theme because it's time to acknowledge uh, my awesome Patreon donors. And that's Hoo-Ha with the Patreon jingle. And as you know, Hoo-Ha does all the jingles on Beyond Synth. So don't forget to check out his page because he is cool. And that's fun. All right, so what do we got? You know, we uh, we did a shout-out last week to, you know, Knox Bello and Lunar Baboon and Eric. And uh, we got a new one here who's donated another strange amount. <laughs> I love when people do this. Uh, this is uh, I got a shout-out to Zikorax which I believe that's how that's pronounced, Z-Y-C-O-R-A-X. Thank you very much for your donation to Beyond Synth, Zikorax. And of course, a shout out to my special $5 donors, all right? These are the people who are in the upper echelon, you know, the upper tier of 
I'm going to say society. Uh, they're definitely classy people, classier than you, certainly. And I thank them a lot for donating to Beyond Synth. So, of course, we've got Ozone Joe, which you know is Joe Ozone, uh, who hosts his own shows, uh, which you should check out. And, of course, there's Florence Bullock. Thank you so much, Florence. She's cool because she likes Beyond Synth. And that makes me happy. And new $5 donor. (laughs) Sorry, I don't have a sound effect planned. Uh, Joey Bergeron. Joey, who was actually one of the kind people who offered to give me a donation before I even had a Patreon going. And I said, that would be weird. I want to set up something official. And so uh, I did. And now Joey is one of my special $5 pledge guys. And Joey's cool, and he's very supportive of the show, and I appreciate it. Uh, We've uh, had lots of chats about arcade machines and things like that, and I'm happy that Joey Bergeron is supporting the show. I hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. It looks like Tom Bergeron, who hosted America's Funniest Videos, and I'm going to roll with that. But if I'm wrong, if I'm ever wrong, by the way, when I do your shout-out, let me know and I will correct myself, because I've got nothing to talk about ever. And of course, here's an interesting one. We got a $5 donation from Kai, K-E-I, but he says he doesn't want a reward. Or maybe it's a girl. I don't know. They say they don't want a reward. And I say, fuck you, because if you give me five bucks, you are getting a reward. So I'm putting you in the $5 reward tier, even though you don't want one. And all that basically means is every week after the show, you're going to get a private uh, email with a secret link to the show. Just in case you missed the live broadcast, you get to tune in a whole weekend before everybody else gets to listen to it. And that is very exciting. So thank you very much, Kai and Joey and Florence and Ozone Joe. Joe Ozone. Whatever. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for donating. Those are my Patreon donors. Let's listen to another song. We are going to listen to... This is a fun track by Datastream that I really like off the Stored Energies Technology Volume 3. Uh, and this is Digital Daydream by Datastream.
And that was Data Stream with Digital Daydream, and you are listening to Beyond Synth. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. I'm trying to think if there's any other business to get to here. There's always lots of business here. We got, of course, Let em Riot coming up uh, just a little bit. Oh, I saw this stupid story. <laughs> I don't know why this bothered me, but uh, Roland Emmerich, you know, he directs a lot of those big uh, budget disaster movies, you know, 2012 and The Day After Tomorrow and Godzilla, the 1998 one, and uh, Independence Day and stuff like that. He was in an interview and he was talking about superhero movies and how he doesn't like them. And he says, when you look at my movies, it's always the regular Joe Schmo that's the unlikely hero. A lot of Marvel movies, they show people in funny suits running around. I don't like people in capes. I find it silly when someone dons a superhero suit and flies. I don't understand it. I grew up in Germany. That's probably why. So what does that mean? Is that a thing? Do Germans not like superheroes? Do they not believe? Like, I just... I don't understand the quote. It's one of those things, too, where, you know, he's made some okay films. I think my favorite film of his is Universal Soldier. I know there's some listeners who enjoy Independence Day, but for the most part, his movies are sort of silly. And, you know, this idea that uh, superhero movies are silly because they're guys in costumes, and in his movies, it's all about the regular Joe, who still ends up becoming a superhero. I mean, I don't know if you watched 2012, but literally, like, John Cusack becomes, like, the world's most amazing driver <laughs> like there's a scene that was they're driving through that building as it's like breaking apart and the whole city's falling apart around them and John Cusack's like <laughs> dodging like <laughs> Anyway, someone explain that quote to me, because I don't get it. And also, it's a little silly, because a lot of the superhero movies, especially ones at Marvel, even at their worst, are still better than a lot of fucking Roland Emmerich films, but whatever. That's my personal opinion, all right? So don't get mad at me if you love fucking 10,000 BC or whatever. <laughs> um, I want to get to some mail sack stuff and some junk emails but how about we listen to another song so this is uh by giant spirit um i should probably have this guy on the show sometime because ever since he started making music i've pretty much loved all of it so this is a track called feeling by giant spirit
And that was Feeling by Giant Spirit. That's a cool song. It's just a single, and it's a lot of fun. And you are, of course, listening to Beyond Synth. And I thought I would uh, open up the mail sack. So let's, uh, let's get to some listener mail. All right, and this is from, now it says here, Trevor Resnick. For some reason, I kept reading that as Trevor, but it's spelled T-A-R-A-V-O-R. And this is in response to the episode I did with Ghost and Dan Terminus. So they were talking about their European tour, and at one point they drove through, uh, they were in the Ukraine, and uh, I think Ghost made a comment about how it was very exciting to see a McDonald's because he got the impression that there was only like one McDonald's in the whole place and it was this moment of happiness for the whole team because they were very hungry and they, they spotted the McDonald's. Anyways, Trevor wrote in slightly broken English, so I'm going to paraphrase what he's written here, but essentially he says, I'm from the Ukraine and we got 70 McDonald's in this country and a few and other different uh, junk food places like KFC and stuff, but also a few healthy food restaurants as well in like five minute walk from the place where the guys had their show it seems like their manager was truly a noob or greedy if they don't know how to use foursquare or food delivery good to hear you back andy that's right because that was the show after the break so travers trying to say that they were wrong and that where they thought there was only one mcdonald there's tons of mcdonald's they just had to look and maybe their manager should have done that for them, all right? And that's Traver saying that. That's not me. I have no vested interest in the manager of that tour or whether or not they can find fast food for the people in the bus. But the point is this, guys. McDonald's is everywhere, and if you like soft burgers and things that are called burgers but are technically more like sandwiches because of how thin the meat is, <laughs> you got that's another thing too, right? You know, or this like, oh, they, you know, this big burger patty. Then you finally get it back, and it is literally the thickness of like a piece of ham. So it's sort of like you're eating a sandwich as opposed to a burger. Do you know what I mean? Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like what I'm saying is incredibly complicated. Anyways, guys, listen. Thanks, uh, Traver, for that message, Resnick. I don't know what I'm going to do with that information, but I'm happy I have it. And while I still have your ear, because you know Let Em Ride is coming up in just a bit, I thought we'd listen to another song, all right? And this is a track by Ulysseo. And this is a track from the album Primal Synth... <laughs> Primal Synthetisator. Synthetisator? Am I reading that right? Primal Synth... Fuck it. This is a track from, <laughs> from Ulysseo, and it's called Flag of Victory.
And that was Flag of Victory by Ulysseo. And you're listening to Beyond Synth, the coolest show in town. And I hope you guys are having a good day. So how about this? We're going to get to the interview soon, but I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. I know if you're bored on the bus or on the train or at work and you need some, you need a good pick-me-up, you need some synth wave, I hope that uh, this song will guide you to a wonderful work day. So how about this? Let's listen to another song and then we will talk to Let em Riot. So this is a track by Vandal Moon. This is Digital America featuring Logan Sky.
That was Vandal Moon with the track Digital America featuring Logan Sky off the Teenage Daydream Conspiracy album. And that's a cool song. It's actually a neat album. It's got a very sort of legitimate new wave uh, feel to it. Like it sounds like something that actually could have been produced back then. And it's uh, it's really cool. I dig it. So you should check out that album, man. Teenage Daydream Conspiracy. So listen. All right. We've had our fun today. I think it's time we go check out uh, Let Him Riot. All right, so um, this is the worst lead up to an interview I've ever done. Here is my conversation with Letham Riot. All right, and I am here with Letham Riot, Alan Oaks. How's it going? It's going all right, man. How are you? I am doing well. I got my coffee, so I'm good to go. Yeah, I should tell everyone that it's like 7 in the morning for you. (laughs) Yeah, 7.15. And you're in Vegas right now. Exactly. I was here for a wedding over the weekend, so had a good time, just hung out, and you know, now... You know, go head back to California later on this morning. Was it a wedding of like a close friend or family? Uh, actually, my wife's cousin. So, did you like want to go? Uh, Vegas sounded good. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I could do that. Was Let's it go. good? Yeah, it was good. I don't come here as often as I used to. You know, back in my early 20s. Uh, I was, you know, I was here like every other month. It felt like. Is that the thing? Because from where you li- where are you zoned? I'm in Orange County, which is about an hour south of LA. To get to Vegas takes me, you know, just jump in the car. You can get here in about four hours. Okay. So you could do that, you know, if you, you know if you really wanted to, you know, Friday night you're like you and your buddies like let's go to Vegas tonight. You could do it. And I have done that a couple times. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm used to long drives. Yeah. Canada is a big expanse, right? So pretty much everywhere we drive to is always three hours this way or two hours that way or whatever. Yeah. Were you a big fan of the television show, The O.C.? Remember that show? I do remember that show. California. Did that represent your life accurately? Not really. No, no. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like the show? No. Well, I well my wife watched it. Oh, because I tell everybody who's not from the OC, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just that everybody, song playing. Everybody looks like that, yeah. 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 <laughs> California or whatever. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that, a, wasn't that a Phantom Planet? I think so. I don't like to I say don't... yes to things that I'm not oh. sure of. It's it's killing me. I think I think that's the band that did the theme song for that show. I tell you what, I'll research it in a few minutes, and it'll be like okay. a surprise. All right, yeah. I have I have a big problem with because I listen to a lot of podcasts, uh-huh. and I have such um, and maybe it's like my nerd brain, but anytime someone says a definitive statement and they're wrong, <laughs> it just rubs me the wrong way and so i try and make sure i never do that on this show okay well just because there's so many podcasts where someone will just like say a fact like it's like you know like about a video game or movie or whatever and it's just wrong and then they move on because no one cares but then if you're listening and you know that they're wrong it's just like the 
fuck are you talking about? And, and nobody corrects it. Mortal Kombat 2 did not have a blood coat. I don't know why. There's this one specific example, because it was like a video game podcast, and they were talking about how Mortal Kombat 2 on the Super Nintendo had a blood code. Okay. And I was like, it didn't have a blood code, man. It just had the blood. Nintendo learned their mistake from censoring the first Mortal Kombat and allowed the second one to have the mature rating. Anyways, listen. <laughs> Let them riot. Alan Oaks. So you make some cool music. Thank you, sir. You've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, it feels like a long time, yeah. Because I was listening to some of your earlier stuff, and I think you and I are relatively similar age. You might be like a few years older than me. Okay. I'm 34, and I will be 35. Well, you're, you're pretty good. I'm 36. There you go. And I actually noticed that, I don't know if it's just a, a change in, in how you were recording or what you were doing, but you actually do kind of sound younger <laughs> in your older stuff. Okay. Like, I've, I feel like your voice has gotten older. I've, I've aged quite a bit over the last six years or so. Yeah, I know. That's funny because it's only been, yeah, it's been like six years because I was listening yeah. to um, the app. Yeah. EP, and I was like, oh, he actually sounds kind of younger here. Yeah. But really, it's not... Maybe I'm. Maybe that's wrong. Maybe it's just the microphones you're using. Because I'm like, it could have been uh, even the production. I mean, because when I did the first the the app EP, I had no idea what I was doing as far as like production and using Pro Tools at recording. I I had no clue. I was just, I was learning as I as I went. So that might have had something to do with it. I don't know. Maybe the, the you know the microphone settings. You know the way I process the uh, vocals. Are you a smoker? Uh, I was. Now I'm. Now I'm a vapor. We. <laughs> <laughs> and I am a liquid. So, did you? Were you smoking then? Back then, yeah. I, I quit smoking probably in 2012, 2013. Oh. And at that point, I was yeah, I was a I was a smoker about a pack a day. Well, now this makes even less sense. <laughs> when I quit smoking, I started sounding older. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, let's listen. Um, listen, let's listen. Let's listen to a track from the app EP. So this is a track that I dug. It's called Slip Away. Which was actually the very first Let Em Riot song I, I wrote and recorded. Ooh, a little bit of yeah. trivia.
And that was Slip Away by Let Em Riot. And I'm here with Let Em Riot right now, Alan Oaks. Yes, sir. So that was off the, the first EP then, the app. So talk to me about uh, that track. Well, I started writing and producing my own stuff about, you know, 2008, 2009. And that track was one of the first songs that I wrote and produced as Let Em Riot. And then so a year later, I threw that on the first EP. You could tell I, I just started working <laughs> on producing my own music. So how would you uh, define your sound? Oh, man. It's it's changed a little over the years. When I first started, I, I loved the electronic music, electronic pop, and I was taking a lot of cues from bands like uh, or groups like Cut Copy, Hot Chip, M83, and then being a fan of 80s music, you know, growing up, you know, I'm a product of the 80s. As I started producing more music on, you know, electronically, I just started going back to those vintage instruments, you know, the drum machines and the synthesizers. And so it kind of progressed into more of that 80s sound over the time. But I like to think that I enjoy writing pop songs. You know, whether it's electronically or acoustically, I like pop rock, indie, all that stuff. So I think that the pop aspect comes through through all the records. 
over the course of time. Like, I know you you played in other bands, though, right? I did. I grew up playing uh, on all kinds of bands. I, I started out as a guitar player. And I think uh, in some of the first bands I started, well, I was like in uh, ska bands and punk bands and rock, you know, indie rock bands all throughout high school and most of my 20s. And then uh, when the band, you know, bands break up and, you know, after my last band broke up, I said, you know what, I'm going to just maybe just try recording my own music and see, you know, see how that goes. What was going on then when you were part of other bands? Like, was this sound sort of in your head like you wanted to do it or were you just focused on, you know, the music you were doing at the time? When it first started, I was I was mainly focused on, you know, writing demos for you know, whatever my next band would be. I said, well, you know what? I want to keep writing, even though I'm in tween bands right now. And I wanted a way to record, you know, all these ideas. As I went along and just started writing more and more and more, I just said, well, you know, why don't I just write and produce the entire track right here? I was like, I don't need a drummer. I can just kind of program the drums real quick. And that's kind of just how it evolved into that. So initially, yeah, it was just a way of keeping ideas down. But you never had the urge to... uh like make a self-produced ska album <laughs> no i never no I, I just wanted to you know just to keep writing pop songs Scott, the ska stuff was fun but um i didn't sing in any ska bands so your voice is very sort of clean and clear right so maybe it's ska would be a weird place for it i don't know me you know you never know maybe i should try writing a ska song <laughs> <laughs> a let them riot ska song it'd be electronic ska so when you were in other bands, though, were you assembling them or were you just joining bands? Um, it was a, you know, a little bit of both. I would put bands together and then, you know, there was a few instances where I got asked to join a group or a group of us just got together and jam. And then we ended up, you know, just starting and we're like, hey, this is fun. We should probably start a band. It's happened both. You know, it's a lot easier to join a group that's already been established because you just kind of jump right in. And you got the shows, you've got the kind of like the, the built-in audience. It's fun, but there's also, it's satisfying when you put a group together, you know, and just start something from the ground up. Grover's Headache. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you find that? <laughs> Tell me about Grover's Headache, Alan Oaks. Man, uh, that was a long time ago. Um, I didn't even think anything uh, existed on the internet. I do uh, a minimal amount of research if I'm in the mood to. (laughs) But that's that's pretty good for... uh for a minimal amount of research right there. Yeah, I found, uh, what I find? Grover's Headache, Ex-Presidents. Yes. Jeffrey's Fan Club. Man, you found it. Yeah, you found a lot of stuff. <laughs> Don't worry, I, we won't that, play. I am, I, I am impressed, sir. <laughs> I thought I scrubbed all that stuff from the internet. You know what? Sometimes it's funny because I'll do this and then I feel like I'm like James Lipton in the actor's studio, like I dug up all this dirt. But yeah. the way the internet works, it's so fucking easy. Like <laughs> when I do research on somebody, I literally just go to their <laughs> music page and just scroll to the bottom. Okay. And there's a lot of stuff that people forgot that they posted. Oh, okay. Is that is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> so the whole Let Em Riot page, there's all this shit you probably forgot about. Like, oh, back in 2010, you posted like a dick pic, like straight to the. <laughs> fan page <laughs> it's all still there man yeah, I, I don't think i left any dick pics on that <laughs> i think i'm good hopefully so who came up with that name grover's headache oh that was i you know i was 15 years old <laughs> we were we were all 
<laughs> I mean, th- this was a band like my mom would drive me to band rehearsal. Awesome. You know, she'd drop me off and then pick me up. So we were all 15, 16. And um, I actually didn't come up with the name. Uh, the drummer came up with the name. He was so loud and obnoxious when he played the drums that he, he, somebody said, all this sound is just giving me the hugest headache. And he was a big... Well, Grover's from, what, Sesame Street? Oh, yeah. He's the blue guy. He's got sort of a weird accent. Yeah. He was a big Sesame Street fan. So he's like, oh, Grover and headache. I have no idea how he did that. How he put the two together. But it... <laughs> It made no sense, but it stuck. And I think later on, we we got rid of the headache, and we just ended up being Grovers. Because <laughs> we got tired of people saying, what the hell does Grover's headache mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, what do most band names mean? Yeah, exactly. But that one was kind of... Even when you explained it to them, people would be like, no, nah, that doesn't really work, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get back to uh, to let him riot here for a second. So, after the app EP, you took like a three year break. Yeah, I was still writing, but I was like trying to release singles rather than EP. So I'd you know I'd write a song and then throw it up online, and and I did that for a couple years until I felt I had enough material for the next EP. Well, let's listen to it first. This is a track. It's a cool track. It's called. Say what you need to say <laughs> by Let Him Riot. You've been up for hours. You've been up on sleeping memories left behind. When the watch gets low.
lying awake waiting for something honestly You'll be alright, just hold on See what you need to say And that was Say What You Need to Say by Let em Riot. And uh, I'm here with Let em Riot right now, Alan Oaks. Yes. We're just talking about some of the old bands you were in, and then we got back to the the main focus here, and then this is this is a cool song. So what's Thank you. the story? No story, really. That was kind of, you know, right after, shortly after the Abbey P, I came up with that song. I, I threw it up online. I remember a couple people posting some mean comments about it, and I ended up taking it down. Because I was just like, you know what, this song sucks. I think I need to work on it some more. I need to go back to the drawing board and just kind of tweak it. So I took it down, you know, maybe a year or so later I threw it back up. Oh, you know what, I, I threw it back up when um, New Retrowave uh, approached me about doing a song for their one of their compilations. And they asked me if I had any songs lying around, unreleased. And I, I showed them that song, and they, they really enjoyed it, and they put it on their comp. And so that's kind of how the, the song came back at, you know back to life. So did you change it much? No, it was the exact same song. I right, okay, I, okay. Yeah, yeah. so I, I didn't get around to, to re-recording anything or remixing. It was just lying there, and um, yeah, they liked it, and they, and, and they wanted to take it as it is. So that, that song came back to life. And, you know, oddly enough, it's on SoundCloud, it's the most played song that I have. Well, maybe those original haters just weren't ready. <laughs> That's what we'll say. When did uh, Arcade Hyatt do his remix of it? It was probably a little while after the compilation came out, the new Retrowave compilation. Because uh, we had started talking because Arcade High was on that comp as well. And so we were just kind of going back and forth, you know, I was just going, hey, I really like that track. And he said, well, I really like the track you did. Is there any way, you know, we could do like a remix of it? I said, sure. So I sent him the stems and he did a great job. I'm like, you know, that actually should have been the original version. I really enjoyed what he did on that. Yeah, no, it's a cool remix. I like them both, man. (laughs) I appreciate that. You know, you've got nice, clean sounding vocals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sort of reminiscent of like postal service or things like that. You know, it's like they're nice and clear. Sure. Yeah. Or, uh, fuck, did you ever hear? <laughs> Not that it counts, but you remember Owl City? Owl City, of course I do. Yeah. But they sounded more just like, like, I mean, you have your own unique sound. Like when I first heard that Owl City song, I remember just going like, is this postal service? And like, yeah. why are these lyrics wrong? Like, because it sounded like it was literally just like someone else doing postal service, <laughs> but not quite getting the poetry of the lyrics right. Exactly. I, I used to get a lot, like with the earlier, earlier stuff, I used to get a lot of Al City references from people. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly because it, it, they heard that stuff on the radio. It was basic. it was the only thing that was on mainstream radio at the time that they could reference. Right you know, for that type of music, you know, a lot of people didn't know Postal Service, but they knew Al City. They're like, "Oh yeah, it reminds me of that Al City song," and I'm like, "Thanks," and I'd be like, "Oh great, 
<laughs> now though like you you do perform live yes you're doing all this stuff in the studio were you always performing like with live guitar like playing yourself or did like did the show sort of evolve over time i had no idea how i was going to pull this off live i just knew that i wanted to eventually you know perform because you know i'd been bands for so long performing was just part of the the whole gig so it evolved like i think the very first show I did, or the very first time I performed, it was a laptop, and I took it to an open mic, and uh, it was really weird, because uh, there was a bunch of, you know, people with their acoustics, mm-hmm. and then when I got my 15 minutes, I just ran up there with my laptop, and pressed space bar, and sang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, you know what, that that looks, that's really boring, uh, for me, and for the audience, so, um, you know, maybe I can do, like, Ableton, and kind of just do like a live performance DJ, quote unquote, type thing. So at least I'm churning knobs and pressing buttons. But then I said, well, you know what? I really need some uh, live musicians. So, you know, I brought in another keyboard player for a short time who would do like backup vocals and and then play some uh, keys. And then I tried doing a live drummer, which was um, really interesting I, I and sounded really good live. And then I started just playing guitar since I was a guitar player. I just said, well, you know what? Maybe I'll play some guitar. It's been going back and forth over the years, but I think currently it's just me. I'm back to me and, uh, and guitar. Right. And, uh, yeah. And then every once in a while, I'll even, um, I have a buddy who does visuals. And so he'll come with me. He'll bring his projector and, um, you know, he'll kind of just do like a minimal light show. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, talk to me about the single I Know. Well, how about this? Let's listen to it. All right. All right. So here is I Know by Let Em Riot. Yeah. 
And that was I Know by Let Em Riot. And I'm here with Let Em Riot today, Alan Oaks. Hello. Talk to me about that song. That song went through a couple phases. I originally wrote it and uh, intended for it to be on the um, the Slashwave EP. When time came to, to release it, I decided, well, you know what, I, I, let me just work on that song. It was kind of like, say what you need to say. I'm like, I don't like it. I need to rework it. So that one I actually went back to the drawing board with and um, released the version that came out later, a little bit after the uh, Slashwave EP. Years later, I posted the original version because I'd found it on an old tape machine that I had. I don't, I don't know what I was doing with the tape machine, but I had actually recorded an old version onto that tape machine. As an aside, California was indeed performed by Phantom Planet. Oh, see? California! California is a song by American rock pop band Phantom Planet. It was released as a single from their second album, The Guest, in February 2002. Do you know who the drummer was? Oh, sh- fuck, I just closed the page. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me who the it was, drummer was. It was Jason Schwartzman. That's right. Yeah. I, I knew there was some Jason Schwartzman cr- uh, connection. Yeah. Ah, he was the drummer. And then I found out that he is, uh, recently, I was just a random fact, that he is a Coppola. Yes, that's true. I, I, I did not know that. I was like, I was surprised when someone told me that. Yeah, they're one of those, like, legacy families. Oh, yeah. You got fucking Nicolas Cage in there. and <laughs> Sophia. Yep. Yep. So tell me, man, what... <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting it's so early in the morning. It is. It is. Is the coffee energizing you? It's gone. I know that. Oh, no. Yeah. You got to get some more fucking vapor in you. <laughs> I need stimulation. So what does uh, an Alan Oaks do for fun? It's usually uh, write music and record. I, I, I wish I had other hobbies. I collect vinyl. I like uh, just going to record shows, old record stores, stuff like that. And uh, I used to be a big gamer back in the day. I don't have a, that much time for that anymore, which is a shame because I really enjoyed it. Well, it's a you know it's a hobby that does eat away. It's a, like I I can't do it as much as I used to. Like I've got these fond memories. Yes. Of days that I just. I remember when I got the first, or not the first, but when I played Elder Scrolls for the first time, Oblivion on the PS3. Uh-huh. And man, I put hours into that, and it was so fun. But now I've got a kid, and so for the most part, we just end up playing Lego games. Exactly. Well, you know, I have a, I have a son, too. I have a three-year-old, and my PS3 is now his PS3. Yeah. Same with my iPad. Yeah, that's the way it works, man, except it's my PS4 that my son has acquired. <laughs> So I can, yes. yeah. So now I, I downloaded a Legos Avengers for him, mm-hmm. and he yeah. just sits there and he watches Iron Man spin around. Yeah. In the air. <laughs> well, <my laughs> and he thinks it's fun, and I got to sit there and yeah, watch him fly Iron Man around in a circle. Yeah, my son's been gaming since he was really young, which means he's actually good at games now, which is cool. It's surprising how uh, how quickly they learn, they catch on. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's nothing I can brag about as a parent because it's not necessarily a usable skill. <laughs> but it's like the one thing because my son's like five and like I feel like there's certain things he's behind on. Okay. But then I know he's ahead of like his peers in terms of video games. But it's like, what good does that do? Anybody? Yeah, <laughs> he, you know, he could turn that into something. You never know. Yeah, maybe. Still, he's got to learn to read and shit. <laughs> But yeah, we've been playing a lot of, uh, we just got the new Lego Avengers, because before it was like Marvel, uh, 
Lego Marvel superheroes, and then Avengers uh-huh. is the new one that just came out a while ago. Yeah, I think that's the demo I downloaded for mine, my son. So, uh, yeah, we've been doing that, collecting Lego studs and acquiring new characters, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you, I know. We're going to listen to a track now. And this is a cool song. This is All We Are by Let 'em Riot.
And that was Let Em Riot with All We Are. And I am here with Let Em Riot right now. Alan Oaks, how's it going? It is going. I am doing well, thank you. So talk to me about uh, that song. It was another song that was just a single that I never really found time to put it together with uh, for an EP situation. To me, it sounded a little bit different, a little, you know, than what I was normally doing at the time. I felt like I was transitioning from more of the dancey electronic stuff, if you will, in, into more of like the quote-unquote heartfelt 80s stuff. So you notice there's a lot of reverb on that snare. Where do, where do the lyrics come from? A lot of my lyrics comes from journal writing. So I can't really say it's a specific story, at least not for all, you know, all of them. Lyrics is kind of like, it's, it's a real pain. So I found like the best way to work through those writer blocks is just to journal writing, the creative writing exercises, kind of object writing. So it's basically, you know, you put the timer on for 10 minutes and you just write about your cup sitting on the table. <laughs> really uninteresting stuff like that. But from there, I, I do uh, situations, just writing about um, random ideas. And then from there, usually songs come about later on when I go back uh, through the journals and um, that's how that one came out I'm, I, I, yeah I, I really wish I had a more interesting story for that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dig into your journal and find one yeah you, that's what you do it's like you know and you, uh, you, know, you just go around and just start reading you know entries and, and things like that and you, you know just pick one and go with it so you said you used to be a gamer I have a this is called the Blue Tangu question this is from a, a listener Blue Tangu Mm-hmm. Hello, Andy, and special guests. This is Blue Tengu from SoundCloud and Twitter. Uh, my question is, what is your favorite video game soundtrack? You know what? I'd have to say uh, World of Warcraft because I still listen to the music today. Uh, if I'm just kind of, uh, if I'm writing, say journal writing, mm-hmm. I'll throw on that soundtrack. Another one would be Final Fantasy. You know, I would, the first game I really got hooked on was uh, Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I played that for hours. I would say I'm more of a fan of kind of like that fantasy sci-fi stuff. Well, the Final Fantasy soundtracks are pretty sweet. Yeah, and the World of Warcraft soundtracks are, are amazing. I, you know, I listen to those to this day. So you were into like MMOs? Yes, I was a really big Warcraft World of Warcraft player. See, that's probably a good thing to get away from then. Like for me, yes. I, I mean, I've always been like a console gamer. Uh huh. So. You know, there never really were those sorts of, like, experiences like that that really, like, suck you in and make you feel like, oh, I have to play. I have to be there. My guildmates will yeah. <laughs> kill me if I'm late. <laughs> I mean, like, I played a lot of multiplayer games that I sunk hundreds of hours into, uh-huh. but, it, but it wasn't the same as, I feel like, that compulsion you get when you're, like, involved in an MMO. It gets pretty bad, and it did get bad for a little bit. I mean, I, you know, Friday, Saturday nights, so I'm like, I can't go out. I have, it's raid night. I gotta stay. <laughs> People would invite me. Hey, it's Saturday. Let's you know, let's go out. Sorry, it's raid night. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know there's other games that tried to introduce those concepts. Like, I know, like Destiny on yeah. the PS4. Uh, I haven't played it yet, but that that looks great. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool game, but it was definitely like it's this combination of sort of like. MMO and kind of like console game mm-hmm. but I don't know I, did, I didn't really gravitate toward those sorts of gameplay types like where it's a lot of you know you're gathering with friends and you have to like kind of do these sort of same things like 
over and over again to like build up loot and things. Yeah, like dungeons and raids and stuff like that. Yeah, I was never. I see the thing this changed for me as far as gaming is that uh, as I get older, I have less patience. Uh, patient. <laughs> I have less patience for difficult games. And so, like, Destiny was one of those ones where the whole point of their raids were just like, you gotta be level 2000, and it's real hard, and blah, 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 and it's like, no. We're gonna kick your ass. I can't do it anymore. Like, I like nice games that just sort of play at a medium difficulty. I don't like sitting down and losing two hours and then just dying and then... I just lost that time. Like I want to, I want to know that I progressed some sort of story. At, at least you were entertained for those two hours instead of just beating your head against the keyboard. Yeah, mind you, though. I mean, like, what's the value of a save game? <laughs> like, for some reason, I that that has more value in my head. Is just like, hey, at least I made some progress in this fucking thing that's not real. Like, how is that any different? No, there's a source. You know, there's a feeling of accomplishment. You know, which that's is true. Good. Yeah. Well, I like accomplishing things. It makes me feel happy. It was kind of, you know, kind of like in the MMOs, you know, when you got that new gear that you've been, you know, trying to get for months mm-hmm. and you finally get it. And then after all those months of hard work, you realize I wasted months for something that's not even real. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's in game. Well, that's the thing, right? There's so many habits and things that we have that just, man, if we could just stop them, we'd just be able to focus on the art all the time. You'd feel so much more satisfaction about yourself because you're, like, actually getting things done. Like, Yeah, being more productive, which is, you know, the reason why I, I had to put the games away. Yeah, so it was a conscious decision? It was, yeah. Was it hard? Yeah, it was. <laughs> There's two things I enjoyed in life was gaming and cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad you can't, um, in, like, an MMO, you should be able to kill your character off. Yeah. So, like, when you leave, you, you jump off a cliff or shoot yourself or something, and then, like, that's just the end of your character, and there's some sort of, like, finality to it? You could. Uh, yeah, like, in World of Warcraft, you could technically jump off a cliff, and then when you're dead, you just sign out. Your body would stay there and, until the next week when they refresh the servers. <laughs> <laughs> so you could you could tell your friends, hey, go, go, my body's over there. Go check it out. And I, I had a friend who... Uh, we had a shared account with his girlfriend and uh he broke up with her so he drowned her character in the pond in the, in the middle of the forest and <laughs> said my girlfriend's over there you should go check that out yeah and you can do that <laughs> that's kind of satisfying that's stupid um <laughs> all right let's move forward in time here in the let em riot catalog we're on slash wave awesome And uh, we're going to listen to a track now. This is Don't Stop Running.
And that was Don't Stop Running by Let Em Riot off the Slash Wave EP. So talk to me about Slash Wave. You know, that was another one where I kind of grouped a whole bunch of songs I'd been working on and uh, put them out together on an EP. When I was putting that EP together, I had started chatting with this blog in the UK and I asked him, you know, if he he had kind of like a side label as, as well. The name of the blog is uh, Electronic Rumors. So he, you know, he had put out a couple releases and I asked him, you know, would you be interested in putting out my next release? And he said, yeah, sure, let's, you know, let's do it. So uh, that kind of motivated to, to put an EP together and that, you know, that turned into Slash Wave and they released it a few months later. Why is it called Slash Wave? <laughs> it's actually a, a World of Warcraft reference. Ooh. So, you know, your character, you can emote when you're in there. So if you're, you know, you're in the square, if you put slash and then put an emote there, like slash dance, type in slash dance and your character starts dancing. Right. And so one of the emotes is you can slash wave and your character will wave at somebody else. Right. And I just kind of thought, well, you know, everybody, you know, like the whole synth wave stuff was coming about and everybody had their own little blank wave going on, <laughs> you know? So I said, that was my response to that. I said, well, how about just slash wave? There you go. And I just, and that's how that came out. Well, it's interesting though, because I would have assumed it was like some sort of horror thing. It was funny. I think one of the reviews was, um, somebody had, had, you know, gotten the album, uh, download link and they're like, let them write slash wave. And they go, when I listened to it, it was, that was not what I expected. I expected some like dark synth, you know, like uh, suicide type record. And I get, you know, <laughs> I open it up and I get this Pet Shop Boy sounding tune. And yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Dark wave suicide record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a band called Suicide back in the day. And they were kind of like really like thrashy electronic stuff. Here, let me research on your behalf. Yeah. Suicide into Google. Suicidal tendencies. Okay, suicide <laughs> band. Okay, let's see what comes up here. Suicide is an American electronic musical duo, intermittently active since 1970. Wow, that's a lot older than I thought. Yeah. Suicide took its name from the title of a ghostwriter comic book titled Satan Suicide. So there you go, man. Why uh, let him riot? I couldn't think of anything better. It was just a, a movie reference. One of my favorite movies of all time is um, a John Cusack film called High Fidelity. Yeah, that's a good film. Uh, Jack Black has a quote where he utters the, the words, let him riot. So I said, that sounds good. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I, I feel like I saw it several times, like right around the early 2000s and then yeah which is yeah i think when it when it came out and i haven't seen really? it since that's the one where he goes back and and remembers like he just had like a whole string of hot girlfriends right like that's what that film is yeah, he's basically trying to figure out why he's destined to be alone yeah why relationships don't work out so he goes through his past relationships and he kind of you know calls old girlfriends meets up with them but they're all babes though i think most of them are yeah like one of them was uh What's your face? The chick that goes under the wires in that uh, yeah, yeah, Sean um, Connery film. <laughs> what, yeah, was that? Um, <laughs> what was that movie her called? Her name is totally eluding me right now. She's married to Michael Douglas. Fucking uh... yeah, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Thank you. <laughs> I like the first thing I think of with Catherine Zeta-Jones is the trailer for that Sean Connery film where she's practicing dodging yeah. lasers. 
<laughs> dodging the lasers. Yeah, and that's her a classic. Ass is in the scene. air and like. <laughs> Out of that whole movie, that's the one sh- like split second shot that sticks with you. Well, because it was a bad film. Did you see the movie? Yeah, I saw the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if it was bad. It just wasn't. It didn't. It, it, it wasn't as memorable as that the- one scene. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you finally see the movie, she wasn't even dodging a laser beam. She was dodging like red yarn because it was like a practice course. Yeah. They, I th- yeah, and in the trailer they put the laser they put the laser in, didn't they? I gotta watch it again. I remember when I saw the trailer. I think it's just because when you see the trailer, you just assume it's a laser because it's like such a quick shot. Yeah. I wonder if they did put the laser in actually. Hold on. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. It was yarn. Yeah, they were because they were doing a practice practice run. Yeah, man. What was that film called? Uh, <laughs> you got me. All right, I'm gonna type in into YouTube. <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, you know, when you type in something and it finishes your. <laughs> so, you type in Catherine Zeta Jones into YouTube. Catherine Zeta Jones, she dips beneath the lasers. <laughs> <laughs> That's her entire career just summed up right there. Sometimes the internet. It can it can be so shitty and you can see awful things and depressing things and then some days it's fucking hilarious. Today is one of those days. I'm happy that that <laughs> happened. Yeah, I'm gonna check this out to see if we see the laser beams. What, what's the name of the film? I... Well, I guess Workaholics did like a thing making fun of Entrapment. Entrapment. <laughs> All right, listen, let's listen to another track. So you, uh, I feel like you took another break after this one. Yes, I did. 2013, 2014. Yeah. I, I didn't take a break break. I mean, I was, I was working on stuff, but just not let them riot stuff. Let's talk about that after we listen to a track. So uh, in 2015, you released Lines EP. Yes. And this is a song that I dug. This is a track called The Manual.
And that was The Manual by Let Em Riot off the Lines EP. And I am here with Let Em Riot right now. So what were you doing for those years? 2013, I was just concentrating on playing live. Playing Orange County in L.A., which is never fun, but kind of like a nece- you know necessary evil. So I spent the rest of the year just working on stuff, live shows. And then... 2014 I did a couple shows and then I started working on another project with a buddy of mine. It was a short-lived project, but I did that for about 6-7 months. And then after leaving that project, I went back and just finished whatever I had going on as far as Let 'em Riot stuff. Spent like the next few months just putting an EP together from old demos and ideas. Did you think that new project was going to become like the new thing, or did you know you were always going to go back and do more Let Em Riot stuff? Let Em Riot was always going to be my my project, kind of like my baby. And so this was kind of like a side thing, you know, like I'll try it out, write some tunes, because I, I like the idea of collaborating with other people. You know, that's the best way to kind of, you know, develop new skills is just watching other people, how they work, how they write, how they produce. So, uh, you know, I, I did that, and, you know, it was, it was great great collaboration but you know i when it was all said and done i I like the idea of having something to come back to that's just mine you know i don't have to share it with anybody else i don't you know i can just say yeah this is my baby i can you know do what i please when i please so what's uh what's the plan now man so you're in las vegas right yes you're gonna leave vegas i'm gonna go get some breakfast and head back Are you going to gamble? I did a little gambling. Uh, I'm not a big gambler, not like I used to be. I was a big poker player. You sounded like you used to be so cool, man. Fucking smoking all the time, (laughs) playing poker. What the hell happened to you? Now you got kids? Exactly. That's that's what happens when you get kids, right? You got to tone it down. (laughs) But I, I love the, you know, craps table, poker. I would just, you know, play for hours lose tons of money yeah in the uh the entrapment trailer it is yarn it is yarn but the way that it's lit and shot it also looks like a laser okay but it is yarn yeah like i was thinking maybe if it was like adding a glow or whatever but it's it is definitely yarn at the one minute 10 second mark <laughs> on the entrapment trailer we can see Catherine zeta jones bending underneath some dipping, dipping yes <laughs> Underneath some yarn. <laughs> I, okay, I'm just going to make a bet right now. That the top comment is acknowledging that at one minute and ten seconds is where the scene is. <laughs> Damn, Catherine Zeta-Jones is such a sexy girl. She looks so sexy naked at the 40-minute mark. Fuck! I was wrong. They mentioned the part where she jumps out of bed and Sean Connery is in her room like a creep. <laughs> But I guess Wait, I, was I, to... I don't. Re- I don't remember. I mean, it's been so long since I've seen that film. Oh, everyone's but... talking about the forty-second mark, and uh, not the one-minute ten mark, which was the memorable moment. Hmm. Hmm. I guess we were completely <laughs> wrong on that. Then maybe I didn't watch the most popular upload. That one was like the most recent because I thought it would be the better quality one. But maybe yeah. there's one that's like posted six years ago that everyone's watched. Yeah, man, we've had some good times today, you and I. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we still got to talk about um, your newest release. Yes. Program, which is cool. Do you have to literally, like, leave Las Vegas right now? No. 
No, I got I got plenty of time. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I keep for, fuck, I forget, keep forgetting it's like 7 in the morning. I yeah, guess it must be yeah, 8 in the morning. It's not until noon. I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to be rushing you. I know there's like no, people in no, the background. No, 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 not at all. So, uh, yeah, t- talk to me about, uh, about the newest release. I was going for something a little bit more dancey. That was what I had in my head. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do something a little bit more dancey this time around. And what I got was program, which is not dancey at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I had fun, and I, I think I ended up, you know, even though I, I wasn't trying to, to me, I felt like I ended up sounding more like churches on that record. Right, right, right. Which, and don't get me wrong, I, I, yeah, I love churches, but I was just like, hmm, I don't know, should I go back? And then, uh, you know, there comes a point in time where you're just like, no, this is good. This is good. You should release it just as it is. You go to bed and you wake up in the middle of the night. You're like, no, I should change that. I should change that song. I should change this part. And and then you tell yourself, no, that's good. It's fine. Go back to bed. And so I, I finally just said, this is how it's going to come out. And I did. It's the lingering voices of those idiots. Right. From all those years ago talking about say what you need to say, man. Like... <laughs> I, I think it, you know. There's always a good amount of uh, crippling self doubt when you're uh, writing. Yes, of course. And um, when the record comes out, you uh, click uh, submit and hope for the best. So, but I, I like it. There's some there's some good uh, parts on, on that record that I, I still enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's what so. a wonderful review. <laughs> <laughs> That's my own my own review. Yeah. Well, let's listen to one of those tracks now. I want to listen to this track, which uh, I thought was cool. It's called In Between. See, that's one. I like that one. By Let Him Riot. Yeah. 
And that was In Between by Let Em Riot. Yeah. And I'm here with Let Em Riot right now. All right, so we can uh, probably start winding this thing down. Like, is there anything that uh, we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? Like, we we covered Grover's headache. We did. Which I think was what you thought was going to happen when we started doing this show. I had no idea. I was just thankful you didn't play in any of the songs. <laughs> no, I just found, I found like some old article where you mentioned okay the band names or somebody did. Maybe they did the research and I just piggybacked off it. Uh-huh. The research. <laughs> <laughs> the important work we do here at Beyond Synth. We. <laughs> your research team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. There's a whole host of people that just... Uh, you got your fact checkers. Yeah. <laughs> and your research team. Yeah, they're the ones who are like looking up the entrapment trailer for me. <laughs> I am working on, on a new record that hopefully will be out. You know, I hate giving a time frame because I don't want to disappoint when it doesn't happen but I, th- I think early next year okay so yeah looking forward to that and this one I think will be a little bit more dancey this another churches one no <laughs> that's always going to happen when you like you go in with certain expectations and it morphs on you I know and and that track in between that you that you just played what was a, a good example it started out very nice synth wavy then turned into that which I don't think is very synthwave at all, which is fine because even people who kind of like listen to synthwave, it's I want to do something a little bit different, that a little bit more of an, on the outside of the spectrum, like towards the ends of the spectrum, right, 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 and right down the middle. I don't know. So when you started making music, I mean, like especially like as Let Em Riot, I mean that was sort of the, at the dawn of the synthwave. Yeah, it, I think it. I think it all started pretty much when the drive soundtrack came out right mm-hmm. i mean people have been doing it before but that's kind of where the popularity just kind of exploded yeah, like, yeah. But pretty much like 90 percent of everyone i talk to always talks about drive yeah they always bring up kavinsky and say you know electric youth um which was what 2011 yes yeah it just kind of morphed into what it is today you know in in a span of five years which is really cool so how, how do you feel about the label synth wave i like it mainly because of the community that it's built you know you have people that's just really big into synthwave artists but you know like me i can't really say i'm a synthwave artist because i think a lot of people would define synthwave as something that i am not even close like the fact that i do vocals turns off <laughs> a good majority of the people right i mean you'd see like all the comments on youtube and just kind of like man his vocals just killed it for me and I was like, oh, come on, they weren't that bad. But they just, they hate, <laughs> they hate the fact that there's vocals. Whether they're good or bad, there's a, there's a good portion of people out there that just believe that synthwave should be just instrumental all the time. So I, I don't feel like, you know, I totally fit that mold. And so I, I feel like I really don't have a place to, to speak about it. Well, there's no uh, consensus. Yeah. I remember... Uh when Arcade High released their music video, like for the track uh, Cool Incorporated. Yeah, it was the exercise video. Yeah, right? funny yeah. is if you want read the comments, it's like the most divisive thing I've ever seen before. Right, and that's exactly, you know, and, and Ryan and I have talked about this many times, and, and putting vocals can be like sometimes just like, I mean, it could go either way. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are going to love it, and but most people you find are just going to hate it. Just just for the fact that it has vocals. But I feel like that's more, that's the hardcore synth wave, you know, audience who has that yeah. opinion. Because for the most part, vocals 
will allow it to be more accessible just to regular people. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it's funny as hell. Like you got to read the comments on that music video. I've never seen such a jumbled set of opinions. Say like if you were using that as some sort of metric, uh, you know, going like, oh, you know, it seems like, you know, this many people thought this. Maybe I'll change next time or something. Mm -hmm. But like every person has just a completely different take. Like someone's just like, oh, this would be great if it wasn't for the vocals. Then the next comment, oh, the vocals are great. Didn't really like the music, though. Then the next one, this video doesn't match the music. Then the next one, this video suits the music great, but I wish he didn't say cool incorporated. That Like literally like every comment is just like a completely different thing of just like if I was, I mean, we've talked about it specifically, the, the comments and how funny they are just because you wouldn't be able to use that information to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's just like so disparate, like all over the place. Like you, you can't even call it constructive, you know, criticism and kind of make changes accordingly if you want, because it's all all over the place. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the new record. Uh, you know, I like Ryan's music. I think it's, uh, you know, I've been a fan for for a long time. Yeah, because he was another one that uh, you could hear the 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 postal service sort of uh yes inspiration but it's different because with you i feel like you just have these sort of clear vocals that's something that's very apparent you know especially like with the way that the songs are mixed and stuff which is funny because like half the youtube comments are like why are these vocals so damn dry <laughs> i was like i don't want to bury them in a whole bunch of reverb and then you, you know because then then you got people asking me what are the lyrics i can't hear the lyrics yeah exactly well that's the thing right you cannot please everyone and plus you know if you drown your vocals in too much reverb then it ends up becoming more of like a chill wave thing and i I just always like the idea of clear vocals that sit on top of the mix and i think that's what bugs a lot of people is the vocals sit on top and with pop structured songs you're gonna have vocals that sit on top of the mix and go back to the you know all those 80s records i mean it's they're it's just all vocals Mm -hmm. sitting right on top of the mix you know and that's and that's what i've been a big fan of so that's kind of why the vocals are so dry for those people who ask yeah (laughs) now we know man we've gotten to the root of it (laughs) well dude it was uh it was nice to meet you definitely thank you so much for uh having me on the show i am a fan i i think it's a great show i've been i've been listening for a while now well it's a it's certainly something but thank you (laughs) (laughs) i got the let them ride endorsement (laughs) definitely but uh, yeah, man. Well, uh, keep on keeping on, keep making cool music. Thank you, sir. With those vocals sitting on top of the mix. <laughs> I'm gonna actually play a song as we as we go out. So, do you have anything else you want to say, like a, a goodbye message, or just be on the lookout for the next record? Uh, more shows if you're in the uh, Southern California area, which most people probably are not. <laughs> there's there's not <laughs> there's not a lot of people in LA area that that are playing i mean I, there's a few acts but i've been trying to find more synth wave artists or you know synth centered artists that would like to get together and play live mm. so if, if you play synth music and you live in southern california hit me up all right the gauntlet has been dropped is that the expression i don't know you drop the gauntlet that sounds more negative yeah i feel like maybe that's what happens at the start of a duel like you drop a gauntlet and then you fight i don't think my brain works in the morning you should get your research team on top of that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, man, uh, we're going to listen to a track now. This is another track I really liked from Program. This is called Waiting for You by Let Em Riot. Do you have anything to say about this song before I play it? 
Um, it's a good tune. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it was good talking to you, man. All right, you too, buddy. You have a good one. Let's live in the sun. Right or wrong, we have no other way to tell.
And that was my chat with Let Em Riot. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please tune in next time. And thank you all for listening. I'm still looking for a catchphrase to end the show on. So send me those too, because I forgot even to tell you how. Uh, that's the mail sack, all right? So you can reach me on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud. If you want to uh, send me a message, just title the message mail sack. If you want to send me tracks, because if you want your songs on the show, you can contact me the same way and just send me some links and I'll check out your tunes. And of course, please donate to the Patreon if you dig the show. And if you don't dig the show, I still want you to donate to the Patreon because that'd be pretty cool, right? And that is, of course, patreon.com slash beyond synth, right? <laughs> you don't know. I don't know my own websites. You know, when, you, when you're one dude and you're trying to manage like 10 accounts, it is not one of my skill sets. Anyways, guys, have a lovely weekend, week, whatever, you're, whenever you're listening to this. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. All right, take care. Take care. What? I do this sometimes. I forget that I'm recording into it like a show and I start talking like I'm on the phone. <laughs> so I, this is not the first time and it won't be the last. And you've been listening to Beyond Synth.